0: Log Talk Radio. All right. Hi, folks. Welcome back to another Friday. Uh, once again, we are in the breach. 5 o'clock, 7 p.m. That must mean On My Mind with CR. Um, I am running the show solo tonight. Uh, Adrian was not feeling well, so I'm going to go ahead and, and run this 60 minutes uh, by myself. So, If you want to go ahead and pray or send uh, well wishes or good intentions uh, her way, please go ahead and do so um, so she can come back with us next Friday. So today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about one of my uh, hobbies that I just recently got into, and it is model railroading. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about model railroading um, from the facet of somebody getting into it that's green and new and doesn't know anything about it. So basically what we're going to do is with my guest, uh, Kimberly Remsen, who's a good friend of mine, reenactor, and also a train enthusiast, we're going to go through the steps of maybe – how I decided to do it and how she did it and maybe give you some caveats and buyers beware on a couple of uh, ways to go ahead and get trains because there's a lot of ways to do it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring our guest on for tonight. Our guest is Kimberly Remsen, and she is a, like I said, a good friend of mine and also uh a railroad enthusiast. Kim, how are we this evening? Oh, now you're starting to sound like RFL. <laughs> So I was I was just kind of briefing them in on uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, what it's like uh, getting into uh, model railroading um, as a as I'm called at my club now a NUG which stands for new unimportant guy so NUGs FNGs is basically somebody who's brand new to the hobby. And you'll find out that as, as a new person, you were either really welcomed into it and people will take care of you. Or unfortunately, there are some groups that I have had to leave on Facebook because they are the good old boys club and they don't want anybody new in, or they don't want to help new people. So I've <clears throat> just be careful when you're looking for groups that. Try them out. Talk to. I wouldn't necessarily put like huge questions out to the group. I would maybe find an admin or somebody who's a moderator, and ask them privately. Of like, hey, um, you know, I've got this question, and you know, it's X Y Z. Um. So. Okay, so. You're new to this, and basically. You, you've had the idea of, hey, you know, maybe it's maybe it's like we are later on in life and you're like, I remember boy trains or model trains when I was a kid and I kind of want to get back into it. So you've made that decision of I'm going to get back into it. So um, as far as choosing, um, what you're gonna run, I mean, that's a per- personal preference. But uh, there are, let me bring up some. I made some little slide doohickeys. Um, so there are basically um, scales. So there's there's two things. There's scales and there's gauges, and it can be it can be a little bit confusing. Well, let me go ahead and bring this up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, it can. Yeah. I mean, I've seen guys working with Z-Scale, and they have to pull out uh, vision loops to see the couplers, which I have... I have enough problems with my n scale layout putting uh couplers together, you know mhm. Yeah, the fallen flags, yep. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I believe you're talking about the uh, Minneapolis and St. Louis. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, the RS-1, yep. Actually, no, I think that's a... R S two. Yeah, yeah, actually it is. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean gee. Thanks for telling my listeners I cried. <laughs> <laughs> and and <laughs> Right. And and one thing that you have to realize is is doing, uh, this hobby for me and pretty much everybody else is the joy out of, out of doing it. it it's a, yep. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you rem- I I remember you telling me that. Mhm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, and it, it, it's funny because um, so if you're – if you're there's two ways you can do it. You can either do it uh, on your own or you can do it – well, a trio is. You can do it with family members or you can do uh, – what I'm doing now is not only do I do it on my own at home, but I've actually joined a club um, and – like you were saying, you know, do your, do your footwork before you're going to join the club. Uh, go out and, and do do a couple of volunteer runs with them to see if you're going to mesh with the guys. Um, I've, I'm fortunate that, so last Saturday, I went out to um, St. Paul in Minnesota here, and we have uh, what's called the Minnesota Transportation Museum it was the great western um maintenance facility from the 1860s all the way up until 1970. so it's a roundhouse and a turntable and um on one arm of the roundhouse it's all museum and on the back side before you go out to the yard they have a g-scale uh layout and this thing is huge um, it's a top track and bottom track and on the far right side it has the layout of the open pit mines up in northern Minnesota and then on the left side of the layout it has the farm fields of southern Minnesota and right in, in between there are the um, silhouettes of St. Paul and, and Minneapolis. So like i said yesterday was my or last saturday was my first you know volunteer time there um square peg round hole you know it <laughs> one of those where i talked to the guys and a lot of the guys are much older than me but you know they they sat there and they they showed me how to fire it up and they showed me how to hook things up and run things and and the biggest thing was hey if you have a question, ask. Um, so not only can you do three, uh, you know, work with it in those three ways, but when you're doing this, you are also becoming a jack of all trades because you are more than likely going to build a layout. I mean, some people just like old school they'll take the track out they'll set it on the floor in a basic loop and run it around and that's that's fine for some people but what we like to do is and, and that's more of the toy train aspect of it what we're talking about is we're talking about the the hobbyist um, the, the starting out hobbyist the amateur hobbyist Uh, and basically what we're going to do then is we're going to find a room that has space for it and make a, um, either make a table or buy a table or repurpose a table or what they call a layout. And basically what the layout is, is it's a certain sized representation of whatever you want. Some people, some people, yep, go ahead. Okay. Right. Yep. I think we I think we've all been on Ferrite like that. Oh, cool. hmm Yeah. <laughs> about doing it yourself is pretty much it's like i i liken it to mr rogers neighborhood remember when he had the land of make-believe and he had mr Trolley? you can you can come up with whatever you want and that that is the funny thing of going um, that that's another decision that you have to make is okay i'm gonna do model trains and even before, I would say, before you figure out what gauge you're going to run and what railroads you're going to run, do I want to go prototypical or do I want to go make-believe or do I want to do a mixture of both? Um, Gotta go. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Back to the future. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we're talking. We're talking about my my end scale layout at home. Yep. Furnace Valley. So, and, and basically what that was, is it was an amalgamation. Uh, Kim and I had been talking and it's a, uh, kind of like a, a desert town. Um, but it's not all desert. I mean, there's, there's kind of like Arizona kind of, you know, you, you've got the sand and you've got the dirt, but you also have, uh, housing de- development with grass around it. Um, and you have a green, you have a green park, um you know just just maybe a couple minutes away from the industry yeah and in furnace valley in furnace valley the uh, the industry is is the metal industry so we've got um, zarnco welding which is uh welding and manufacturing and the, in, the interesting thing about zarnco welding is it's a model representation of my uncle's real business, Waterdog Electric. Yep. So that um, that kind of brings into the fact that my dad uh, is a uh, licensed state of Minnesota electrician. So uh, you know, it, I had to bring that in. Um, and then my wife uh, Nicole. Uh, she's got um, what is it? Uh, Nikki's Neverending Stories. So it's a childhood bookstore that's in the shape of a castle. So I've got that three D. I've got that three D printed, and I'm waiting to put that down. Um, so yeah. the golden spike Mm -hmm. what you got yeah yep right yep yeah like it. So yeah, I mean that that just shows people that, you know, whatever you can do, you can do. Um, and when we when we talk prototypical, what, what prototypical means in the railroad industry is the equipment that is used on a day in, day out basis, uh, whether it be whether it were the steam engines of, of yesteryear or it's the GP40s, uh, you know, GP15s of, of today. So, all right, so we've, we've, made, we've made the decision of, okay, I'm going to do model railroading and I want to go prototypical. Um, how would you, if you were helping somebody out figuring this out, How would you approach, okay, what gauge or what scale, what scale best suits you? Are you going to go, is that kind of a, yep, go ahead. Right. Right. And yeah. And, 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 yep. Yeah. And the thing with – so i was saying the the thing with eBay is not, you know, we're saying don't use it. But if you want to, buyer beware that things may not appear as they are because they're going to be trying to get rid of something – What was that yep well, it's like uh just in the in the past couple of days I've been going through uh i I was saying in the past couple of days i go ahead. Go ahead. Mhm. Mhm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mhm. Yeah. No, and and that's the thing. I sent you a picture when I was when I started volunteering at the MTM uh, last weekend. Is I popped around the corner to where our layout is, and I I had to take I had to take a back because one of my favorite signals is a wigwag, and that means that the the light ball is on a pendulum and it just swings back and forth in this frame. We have one within 10 feet of where i'm working and i wish i wish we could have that thing wired up because that'd be fun to see it swing back and forth but yeah i mean any type of signal and that's that that's the glorious thing about making up your own world is because you can put any mixture of things that you want in there uh you can mix up prototypical Mhm. Right. Mhm. Yeah, they're uh they're becoming the dinosaur. Uh, they're becoming the dodo bird of the railway. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of moving parts, uh, to maintain. Nice. Right. So, um, we figured out that, okay, we want to go railroading. Uh, we're going to do prototypical. And, you know, we were talking about uh, scale. And basically the way that I did it is um, I, I went upstairs in my town home and I went, okay, where am I going to have space to put a layout? And basically what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to You're going to want to go on Google, and you're going to uh, Google the size difference of each gauge and figure out what gauge best works for you. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? You there, Kim? All right. seems like we locked Kim a little bit, and she'll chime back in when she can. Um, but like I was saying, um, so you print off the gauge sizes and take a measuring tape to the, the room that you're going to be in and figure out what size of a table, uh, works for you. So, like with me, um, three by five is, is what worked for me and with that three by five better suited to engage. Tim, are you there? Yeah, still don't hear her. So, um, I'll keep going here. I don't think she's needed. But so, as, as far as um, that was the gauge, and that—that's how I figured out. Um, that I wanted to do engage is basically uh, because of hey Kim how you doing? Can you hear me? Uh, she can't hear me. Okay, she'll probably come back on. So as far as as far as that goes, that's how I figured out n scale was going to work for me was depending on the uh, space that you have. Um, Some people have the space to go HO, some people have the space to go O Um, and the really only time you're going to see garden scale is um, like in the situation that I'm in, it's at a museum or it's in somebody's garden. Uh, The G scales are nice because you can, the majority of them are weatherproof and you can run them uh, inside or outside um so we've made the decision to do trains we've picked out prototypical and we've picked out our scale um so just like me i'm going to go with uh, gauge. so we're going to go with scale. and and i made that little flub, uh the little sign on there uh, scale versus gauge basically what that's talking about is um scale refers to the size of the um, locomotives and the rolling stock, uh, so that's 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 your size. G scale, S scale, O scale, double O, HO, um, and then gauge. Basically, what gauge is is that's referring to your track. That's referring to um, your dimension distance from rail to rail, um, on the track. Um, and there is the, um, NMRA, which is the National Model Railroads Association. Um, and they actually are the, um, governing body on the hobby. Um, and basically they have what are called, uh, they are actually um gauge cards they're made out of made out of metal or, or steel and you can get them for any gauge um and that that's used interchangeable um <clears throat> gauge for scale so each scale has a specific uh number of gauge that the wheels are set apart um and we make those little gauge blocks uh to help you lay the track, because there are two ways of of track learning. And that kind of parlays into um, what we're gonna talk next is, okay, so we're doing trains, we're doing prototypical, we're doing in scale. Um, How do I build out my layout? And like I was saying, maybe you've got some of those folding tables that you put together. Maybe you've got uh in my chance an old desk or an old dining room table or um, you're just gonna build it out of two by fours and plywood. Uh that is most common where guys will go to Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever, and we'll get um, two by fours and plywood uh like OSB or just any any um, any old uh plywood and they will build out um, their their layouts. Um, so after you do that, after you secure the plywood down to the framing structure, um, you're gonna want to uh, put a substrate down on top of that. And the substrate that um, is very popular is the pink, uh, I think it's the Owen Corning's take uh insulation sheets uh that you can get at any um home depot or lowe's or or ace um, and basically what i did is i went with the one inch you can go with half inch you can go with one inch i ended up going with a one inch um, so instead of instead of me doing uh the two by fours and the uh plywood. I have an existing computer desk that I use. So uh when my dad and I figured that out, uh he had an old piece of half inch uh rock or cement board that you use for um, showers. Uh so we used that in a three by five piece and then I we glued down a uh one inch three by five piece of that foam. Uh, and we just used uh, silicone you can use silicone a lot of guys use uh, love the uh, liquid nails or the Loctite power grab is another one that they like Um, so you just throw that down on your substrate put your foam on that uh, weight it down and let it dry so after I did that you know, you, you're gonna probably want to paint it because nobody's probably gonna want a paint layout. Um, I'm sure there's people out there that would that would be fine with it, but um, the Furnace Valley that I've got is a desert um, scheme. So I went out and I found some. Uh, my dad had some some um, desert looking paint that we used first off, and then. I found some flat dark earth which is just like a fan color that I went and got and put that down and that was a little darker and that, that helped with um, topography a little bit. So after you do that, then you are going to um, figure out as far as, okay, what kind of track am I going to use? Um, and there's different Different brains out there. Um, there's, um, there's Bachman. There's uh, Cotto, There's Pico. Um, pretty much everybody has their hat in the ring for this, um, uh, folks. I just wanted to give you a, a, a heads up on Kim. Um, she's in New York and they've got a bad storm bearing down on them, so she had to go take shelter. So, I uh, you know, go ahead. You know, you should, my show is not that important. If if you have to seek shelter, I I would um, urge you to to seek shelter and we'll talk to Kim later. Um, but like I was saying, as, as far as manufacturers of tracks. Pretty much everybody has their name in it. Um, there are a couple of companies that have, um, I know Blackman calls it like an easy track, and basically what that is is that has your roadbed, uh, that has your, your track molded into your roadbed. So you will have metal track on a plastic roadbed, and it's easy connect. Um, that's what I went with. I went with the, the Bachman easy track. Um, and that was just simplicity for me because I had issues with uh, fine motor skills. Uh, the uh, the major way of doing track is buying what they call unitrack. Uh, Cotto has it. Um, Pico has it. And basically what it is is it's the two pieces of rails with road ties and you have uh some mobility in bending the track um they won't bend to hard degrees but you'll be able to do some soft curves with that uh but they also do sell uh regular different radius curves so a lot of people will go that way and that's the tried and true way so if you're going to do it that way some people will just lay that down uh but the the um, popular way of doing it is you go to your uh, local hobby shop and they have cork roadbed, um, maybe like a half inch half inch piece of cork, and it's you know three four five feet long. So basically, what you're going to do is you're going to figure out what type of layout you're going to want. Where are the curves, where are the turnouts, where's the town, where are the industries? I would say, once you get your track before you put it down, plan it out. That's what I did with my easy track is I had a bunch of curves and a bunch of straight pieces. And I just basically trial and error, just put the pieces down and okay, do I want the track to go this way? Do I want the track to go that way? And that's what I would figure out. So with the other way of laying track is once you get it laid, figured where you're gonna lay it out is you glue the um, glue the cork roadbed down. And then you will glue the track on top of that. Um, so once you have that set, what I would do is at that point, that type of track has to be soldered together and all the power leads have to be soldered to that. Another reason I didn't do that, which if you go with the Easy Connect, whether it be Cotto or Bachman or I think Lionel as uh So basically when you do that, when you use Bachman Easy Tracks, you are using one of their power packs off of a wall wart. Uh, and the wall wart is just a black two-prong that that throws into the outlet. So with Bachman, there, the transformer of the wall goes into the back of the controller. And then there's a line from the controller out to the track. Um, and all of the easy tracks have their own little fittings on there. So you don't have to mess around with um pulling power out of a transformer putting holes in your in your sub base uh, putting holes in your foam soldering wiring it's just a little bit easier i know you know a lot of people that do this over the years want to do it the right way but they it, there is no right way whatever way works for you is that so once you get that figured out then you go with what's called ballast which so the uh Bachman easy track has a plastic uh road bed on it and it looks like uh you know gray rocks but what we're doing what i did is you can go to woodland phoenix and they're a company that does supplies they offer a for n scale they offer a fine gray uh, like a crushed rock ballast. And basically what you do there is you, uh, I spread Elmer's glue on the sides of the, um, on the sides of the roadbed. Once I glued the track down, I glued the track down, let it dry. And then you spread glue on the sides of the roadbed. And with a little applicator, you put this, um, this ballasting down and that looks like the actual gravel on the track. So once you get that all figured out and that all set up, then you're going to want to take uh, your like one of your locomotives and you're going to want to put it on the track. Once you've cleaned it and send it around the track to make sure that you don't have any faults or any dead spots in the tracks. So that's the track side of it. Uh, I'm going to step back a little bit right now and talk about. locomotives and cars or rolling stock. Um, as far as prototypical, um, locomotives, there's two that you can go with. There are steam locomotives, which would have been used, um, from the 1800s all the way up into the early to mid forties. Uh, so you've got a, and that's just the normal. You know, with the smokestack, you're truffing along, they got the black smoke. That's the way that they used to do that. Or you have diesel electrics, which they have a big diesel motor that spins a uh, electric motor down in the truck system of the train, and that's how they get their power. Or, like the Amtrak Acela, it is a hundred percent electric, and they've got a, uh, pantograph that comes off the top of the train and uh, makes contact with a wire up above where the train tracks are and that's how they get the motor, the the, uh, electricity for the motor. So depending on what you're going to go with, like Kim and I were saying, there's a couple ways you can do it. there are hobby shops, like where I live, there's, there are a dime a dozen. Um, there's a place in uh, Bloomington called Hub Hobby, which that place is amazing. They also have a location in uh, Little Canada in Minnesota. Um, so basically, they're a hobby shop. They do, they do everything hobby. They do Uh, radio control, they do um, radio control planes, they do boats, they do um, radio control cars and trucks, Uh, but they also do uh, model railroading, and they have a section, and it is just amazing. Um, That would be the first thing that I would say is go in once once you've made the decision to do model railroading is Go to one of these local hobby shops and go in there, go into their, um, go into their train section and just look around. Uh, they're going to have multiple trains on display. They are going to have knowledgeable staff that know what they're talking about and know how to talk to newcomers. Uh, there's been a couple of times where I have called the Richfield Pub Hobby with a question relating to a locomotive and nine times out of 10, they're gonna be able to handle that right there on the phone. So you're walking around and the only thing is, no matter what scale you're going with, you're gonna have a little bit of a sticker shot um, with everything going on, you know, the way it is stable with inflation. But here's the thing is in my mind, um, I, w- I would rather pay an expensive fee for something that is quality. Now, there are, there are models out there that aren't quite as good as some of the others. I will tell you now that for starter sets, the best way is to get a Bachmann train set. And the train sets are nice because they come with um, a locomotive, whether that be steam or diesel, they come with two or three uh, pieces of rolling stock, whether that be passenger cars or freight. They will come with uh, a basic circle of track or basically loop of track. And then it will come with the uh, the control and command system, whether that be DC or DTC. Um, direct current is just the way that they've always done it. You hook it up, you put the train on the track, it runs forward, it runs backwards. That's basically it. Now they do have something called DCC, which not only does that run the train forward and back, but it digitizes it. And there's a little computer in each uh, locomotive. And with the, uh, with the DCC direction controller, you can put an address uh, you can put an individual address to each little computer that's in the DCC locomotives. So you can run uh multiple trains on the same track at the same time. There's sounds, there's lights, there's different functions. That can get a little expensive. Um, if you're just getting into the hobby, I would suggest to go ahead and do DC. That's the easiest way to do it. So... We're in the hobby shop. Let's get a D.C., I would get a D.C. train set to start off with. There's different tiers of uh, prices for train sets. Um, There's basic loans. There's all over, uh, like I said, um, the more detailed things that you want, the more expensive it's going to be. So we're kind of coming up. uh, we got about nine minutes left. Uh, joined on a little bit. So I'm going to tell you about my new, uh, foray into garden scale. Uh, like I said, I've, i joined the Minnesota Transportation Museum in St. Paul. Um, and they've got the G-scale layout. Um, it was a great little foray to go, to go and help, uh, a museum in doing something that I liked. Well, they have the nice thing about being with a group is they have plenty of, of locomotives or running stock that you can use. You don't necessarily have to have one, but me being the way I am, I bit the bullet today and I ended up getting a G scale locomotive. Um, it's made by a company called LGB. Probably not what you think. Dad thought it was something weird. Um but it was a product, it was a company called LGB, and they're out of Germany, so the nice thing with German stuff is you, you get the German quality and the German engineering, um, so I've got that coming, and what that is, is that's a uh, maintenance of way or a maintenance car, got a little area in the back to help, you know, with work on the track, Um so I've got that coming next week, and I'm not necessarily you know, and that was that was used. So what I'm gonna do and what I urge everybody to do when they buy something used is look at it, inspect it, and clean it before you run it. Um, I have like Kim said, I have gotten burnt a couple of times with uh, some of the eBay stuff that we got. Uh, because uh seller's telling you one thing, and it's totally different. So always, always, always inspect, clean, and repair before you run. Um, so that's what I'll be doing with my track car, my maintenance car, is everybody at my club has a different uh, discipline whether it be, we got one guy that is really good at cleaning wheels. We got another guy that's really good at cleaning the tracks. We've got one guy that's good at, you know, many different disciplines. Um, we had a gentleman that was working there that was actually doing some scenery lighting. Um, and that's the nice thing about model trains is you become a jack of all trades. You're an electrician, you're a carpenter uh you do scenery uh you're a track worker you pretty much do everything around it. so that's bringing us up to about five minutes so um we're going to go ahead and transition i thank everybody for listening today i know it was a little ad lib and i probably rambled a little bit um it, it's hard doing a radio show when you're just the, the only one here and i'm kind of really missing my uh my co-host and like i said if you pray go ahead and pray if you want to send her good intentions do that send her good vibes let's get her better let's get her back on the shelf um, i wanted to go ahead and talk about uh, what we have set for uh, next friday and next friday we are going to have a guest host we're going to have ryan c jones from freaking awesome paranormal show, which is also on the Vibe Family Network. Um, he is, as many of you know, he is the one that got me started. So he will be guest hosting, and we will be talking to Lisa Marie from Key to the Other Side Paranormal. We will be talking to her about how she got started in the paranormal and um, how she got started um, as far as being able to sense them, um, as far as her investigations, and then we're going to also talk about a couple of uh, a couple of places. We're going to talk about a place here in Minnesota uh, called Scott Park, uh, where there are some uh, um, paranormal occurrences. Yes. The Scott Park is where a uh, young child died in 1998 while he was sledding due to a horrible accident, and they say that he is still there today. Uh, the other one is the um, uh, what do they call it? The Black Volga, which a Volga is uh, Volga is a type of automobile that was made uh, in European countries. And basically what happens is um, people are getting picked up and being, just dis- getting, you know, disappearing. Or when you see the Volga, um, bad things happen. So we'll be talking to Lisa Marie and we'll have special guest Brian C. Jones. Uh, not only does he do a freaking awesome paranormal show, but I'm going to give you a shout out. He's the caretaker along with uh, Dennis Eastlock. Um, they are caretakers at the Cabin on 360 in Mechanicsville, um, Virginia. Uh, basically what that is, I have a show on that. We did that a couple of weeks ago. If you want to go ahead and listen to that, go ahead. Otherwise, Google Cabin on 360 and you will see interesting things about that um so we are coming up on a couple of minutes here and we're pretty much all tapped out um thank you for listening to uh me just geek out about uh, my hobby and scale model railroading. well i can't say i just do scale anymore i'm a g scaler now um it got the cred going on so um I do garden scale, and I do wind scale. I do have a HO set, but I'm holding that for a family member when we get older. So I wanted to thank you again for coming on and listening to the show, listening to me ramble by myself. Uh, at least I'm not in the corner of the elevator talking to myself. But um, thank you for coming on. I hope you have a great weekend. Tune um, in next Friday night to hear guest host, Ryan C Jones, and I talked to guest. Uh, she runs uh, Paranormal Group, uh, Key to the Other Side Paranormal, we'll talk to her about her experiences, and we'll talk to her about the Black Volga and Scott Park. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. God bless, and we will see be- you.